0: Fields Flowers Podcast, here from the Arts District Brewery in downtown LA on Facebook. We look forward to talking to you about brewing beer and true crime in LA. We're back. We're here, finally. Little delay, we apologize. Yes. Playing with new toys, right? The new Black Magic box. Yes. Yeah. What is this Black Magic? <laughs> yeah, right, we're both in black. Is it like black. your beer? I like my beer, it's great. Do you like your shirt? <laughs> exactly. Oh, shout out to my boys, Brunei Rebels. Got the 59 Club here, thank you very much. We got some great guests today, Freddy.
1: I'm excited for this one. I know when we uh, had this lined up a couple weeks ago, uh, I had it penciled in and ready to go. and chomping at the bit to make it happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, um, I, first I'd like to shout, shout, shout out to my buddy, Brian Lenzo, who is a, uh, a partner here at the 213 uh, Group here in uh, downtown LA. Uh, Brian uh, gave us the opportunity to uh, be here in the speakeasy uh, in the back of the Arts District Brewery, a great little place that uh, back here that you can rent out if uh, you guys, anybody wants to come down and uh, have a private party, which I know my son's coming down in November. Um, we have two really great guests. Uh, we have the head brewer here today, David Z- Ziakowski. Yeah, I got it right. right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, we know you're not good with words. No, actually, it's Dave. I apologize. <laughs> you know. So I mean, I was like, oh God, can we just call you David Z or Dave Z? So, uh, and then we also have Bobby Downs, and Bobby is uh, one of the managers here at the Arts District Brewery, and. Uh, uh, guys, we couldn't be more excited. Why don't you come on up and uh, join us? And make sure you got a full beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah. mine. Yeah, I'll take a. Can I get another one here? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: And viewers, if you all of a sudden see Scope just staring <laughs> off it, it's not that he's zoning out. There's a football game in the background, they got the games on. What a great place to be at! Yeah. Yeah, at first I thought you showed up in a green bay
0: jersey
2: here. Oh, no, yeah, oh. just uh, yeah, rocking the green, <laughs> yeah, right. limited edition Arts District shirt here. Yeah,
0: I like it, I like it a lot. I like your flat brims, they're really nice, like the yeah. one up here. And the food here, I just had a, uh, a burrito, a breakfast burrito, was pretty Brunch special, yeah, Yeah. Brunch unbelievable. Saturday and Sunday, yeah, Sunday yeah. It's, yeah, really it's pretty good. delicious. So, um, guys, thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And uh, here, I'm going to put the yeah. mics closer here, guys. If it's you right. don't mind, I'll even slide up. So, um, let me ask you, like, LA craft beer scene down in LA. Crazy, huh?
3: Yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely in the past <laughs> few years exploded, so. Yeah.
2: Uh, we're up to eight, nine-ish uh, breweries that are in downtown right now. Oh, wow. wow. Um, we have a lot of like very, very close neighbors right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another brewery on our street, uh, so we're not even the only ones on traction, uh, but we've all formed a pretty tight-knit little community. We, we meet once a month, actually, all of the brewing staff, and we have sort of an unofficial guild Huh. Uh, so we we hang out and we advocate for each other and we we design events together. So we do a t- uh, festival twice a year, actually. Oh wow! Uh, called the uh, DTLA Brewers United is our the name of our little group, uh, and it's the Triangle Fest that's right here on Traction. Oh wow! Uh, so we, we just had one. We just had one in July. Okay. Uh, next one we are planning for January for a more winter, as winter as you can get here. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but but for... it's
0: cold, I mean I find
1: myself... You do wear a scarf every, every, now <laughs> wear every now and then. You wear scarf so. every now and then. Yeah, I do, I'm out of costume. I, <laughs> I know. apologize. It's summer <laughs> right now. I
0: gave some girl a card of mine and she says, you're out of costume, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. So <laughs> how, how did, I guess, Arts District kind of be a hub for, for craft beer?
2: Arts District, I think this whole area, despite even just, uh, besides the brewing, has been exploding over the past seven or eight years. I mean, yeah, I think you were more of a fixture of downtown area before I ever was It was, was definitely down more here.
3: downtown, was kind of centered more on, like, the financial historic core, even, like, five years ago. And just in the past four or five years, the Arts District has really exploded with new restaurants and bars and different cool stuff. It used to be just warehouses and it was where the artists lost where right? Right. people like artists would just be here because it was cheap warehouse living spaces that weren't necessarily coded for living, but people. were just What was doing this? What doing.
2: Uh, so our building's owned by Crazy Gideon. He was famous, mm-hmm. famous fixture of the L.A. Uh, known for his insane commercials that would air really late at night. Uh, he ran uh, basically a wholesale electronics. Uh, store out of this building and his, uh, really f- stood up to his title of Crazy Gideon. He would, right. his, his commercials would be him throwing VCRs off the roof and screaming, like, look how crazy I am and how, you'll get a good deal if you come down to, cause I'm crazy. And, uh, he's actually still our landlord, wow. uh, of this place. So we deal with Crazy Gideon. To, yeah, he's, uh, he's crazy, yeah. <laughs> crazy rich. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At this point, you, you got this building in this neighborhood
0: right now. Right, you got to be doing well. So
2: there's a lot of interesting characters floating around this block and this area. Um, but yeah, to, to go back to the like the squatting artist lofts. I think before this was when this was Gideon's building. Like, wasn't I? Someone was saying Skrillex was squatting on the upper floor of our building. Yeah, one of the. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's it was it's like musicians and others. so right? crazy giddy and <laughs> yeah. skrillex are friends and uh it's a weird combo but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's out there somewhere so <laughs> I guess
1: what's the relation or or i guess unity of the you know vitalization of downtown la with all these breweries coming in was it that downtown was kind of becoming a boom and then breweries came in, you know, with that? Or was it more the other way around where there's these huge warehouses wide open, it's like, well, this could work for us. And then downtown started, you know, popular. I think that's the
2: normal uh, trend you can track in other areas Mm -hmm. that people put up their breweries in places where they can find cheap, large square footage available. And uh, the craft community is willing to drive uh, to, get to places to go visit some warehouse park where mm-hmm. there's nothing else to do, at least once. Right. Uh, and then it's a real struggle for them to build, like, snowball that into a following if you can't get that many people to keep returning to it. I think there was just a, the right time at the right place where there is was still cheap real estate available here, mm-hmm. especially on the outskirts, not currently exactly where we are, but. Right. Um, Like our our neighbors, some of our neighbors that are in the downtown group are in developing areas Mm -hmm. and they scooped in at just the right time. And so everything's coming up around them and they have transit access. They have other businesses that are propping them up. So I think this is a really unique area where it's sort of a a blend between the two of uh, having, being an established destination, but still having pockets where people can with on a Small budget, get something done.
0: Yeah. Now, what about like so? Obviously, I mean, the two one three group. How many? How many different, uh, you know, restaurants and, and different types yeah. of. What uh, are we restaurants up to? So,
3: There's probably closer to twenty at this point. Wow. Counting LA, they've recently expanded to Austin and plan on opening up a, a couple of bars in Denver now too. So.
0: Wow! Wow! It's I mean. Definitely I mean, from you know, I smoke cigars with Brian, and you know, we get talking about it. And I've been here several times. My kids all come here and have cocktails. Actually, I think they were here last night, right? <laughs> research, research. Yeah. Yeah, research. Right. right? They were just checking the place out for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, uh, the, you know, it's it's just like. What Brian said to me was really, you know, just. and I told him, I said, you know, every time I came here, everybody was so helpful and so great, you know? And I said, wow, you have such great employees. And he says, you know, we do our best, right? We really try. And he, he mentioned that like, if you're with the with the company for over three months, you get a free beer everywhere you go and things like that. I mean, is that? Yeah, it's a
3: really cool pro Like if you stick it out for 90 days or whatever, for employees, they get a little two and three coin, which basically you go to any of the two and three bars and it's like a free, like family drink, with. Like, you've shown your coin, they know you're part of the two and three family, and it's like, hey, here's a, your first drinks on us. So, it's a really cool like way that the company kind of supports. I mean, it started out down here, it was uh, Golden Gopher and Broadway Bar, I think, were the two first ones they had downtown. Yeah. Yeah. And that was back when there was nothing downtown. Like, people, you tell people you're coming down, down downtown to go to a bar, and they're like, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> there's homeless people everywhere. Like, it's, isn't it dangerous down there? And, like, they kind of were the first people in, in the bottom floor of that revitalization of downtown LA so
0: that's great I mean I grew up in the city in Chicago and um, I just you know I love coming down here I mean especially this area but I mean Mm -hmm. I I also have tickets to the to the Kings and I go over in that area I mean totally different vibe it's Mm -hmm. more like being on 42nd Street in New York right now but I mean I do like what they're doing for the city it's really really great and it's great that you guys are supporting it so what um, what beer trends are you guys seeing coming up Cause I know, here you're,
2: you're the beer guy out of all of us. Beer yes, guy. Yes. Uh, what trends? Uh, I mean, like,
1: because I feel like, you know, IPAs became the wave that everyone was jumping on, every brewery. I'm not going to name names, but certain ones were really good at other beers, and then they saw the canning, the special releases, and just jumped yeah. on, switch gears, and just, you know, mm-hmm. to turn a profit, which I make, it makes sense. They're in a business and they're still brewing, they're still doing the same thing, but like then like the sours start coming in I think those are kind of getting to their peak I've been seeing a lot of loggers, especially like Mexican loggers. but like yeah whatever's in now is not what's going to be in you know next yeah, year exactly. necessarily so as the head brewer like what are you experimenting with what are you seeing other breweries doing that you're going to want to try to you know mess around with here
2: I think loggers are still like solidifying themselves as a, a mainstay on a brewery's board now, mm-hmm. um, they have had a good uh, comeback lately. We have—I'm drinking Oktoberfest fest beer uh, that is season for Oktoberfest. That's so tell people perfect. how to say. That. Uh, <laughs> is the name of the beer. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, we, uh, bartenders, always say, like, well, like, if people have trouble pronouncing some of the names of the beers, so... uh so just I was pronounce your name. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, let me throw a curveball at you. So I named <laughs> it Gesamtkunstwerk. It's, uh, it's a term that Wagner uh, sort of created. Uh, it means total work of art. It's like the concept of interdisciplinary, like, multiple uh, professions or, like, abilities coming together to form, like, more of a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, So when I heard that, like, that describes brewing to me, so I thought, like, oh, I got a name it that. But um, as far as other beer trends, um, I think something that I've actually been seeing a lot of people do lately, and that we have a few beers like this, is more, like, uh, pulling inspiration from the cocktail world to come up with, like, recipe inspiration. Um, we have a Moscow Mule saison that we've had for a oh. while with lime and ginger oh. in it. Okay. But um, uh-huh. I have kind of like a tiki beer right now with okay. coconut and lime in, in. it, and it's like citrus. Yeah.
1: So actually, one of the beers you guys have from another brewery, the Maui Imperial Coconut, is mm. one of my favorite. It was out there in Maui. It's the only place you really can get it. Yeah. Come here if you like porters. The one of the <laughs> best I've ever had. Um, and then that kind of got us into the tiki craze. So now yeah. we're going to all sorts of tiki bars and learn about the tiki revival. And uh, we decided to have a tiki party. And Schof and his wife came on down and joined it. And uh, right, in a couple yes. of weeks, actually Laguna Beach is having this tiki party. Mm. So I'm in on this tiki beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, called
3: the. I actually did a uh, pina colada slushie out on the patio using the beer as well. Oh yeah, so. the oh, beer's oh, in yeah. the slushie. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's called man beer. That's it's called it's a, uh, Sunday brunch right? beer.
0: time, oh, yeah. right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> It's called Welcome
2: to the Jungle. Okay. It's a uh, coconut, uh, toasted coconut, lime, and then it's citrus, dry hops. So there's still like some hop yeah, interplay yeah. that matches like this tropical like theme of the other ingredients. But we've also like we were at another brewery recently, Common Space, that had uh, like a Negroni-inspired Negroni inspired yeah. saison. Uh, it had a really strong like aromatic bitters quality to it that matched the like phenolic quality of the saison yeast really well. Um, so I th- I definitely think that there's a lot of uh, uh, ideas to harvest from that world mm-hmm. that I'm I'm trying to lean on a little bit more okay. recently. I think that's uh, like, I'm on board for that trend and return of loggers. So okay.
0: more loggers. Let me oh, ask you, yeah. so we got, it looks like we have four different types of, people. what is Oh so? yeah, what do we have here? I don't we, he's got the, the imperial, imperial coconut. The imperial coconut porter from Melbourne. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're true. trying to get you drunk. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> what, what's that, <laughs> nine and a half? Yeah. And wow, big. and then Steve came over and gave a shot of whiskey. Thanks. <laughs> and then, what are you drinking?
3: Uh, this one is actually the uh, Hoppy uh, Imperial Pale Lager, basically uh, Baja. Okay. It was brewed actually for Brian Lenzo's 10th 10-year anniversary party for his other bar, Blue Palms. So. Oh yeah, which I'm a big yeah. fan of, and
0: uh, that's in yeah. uh, Hollywood off the Hollywood Bar. Yeah, ball that was bar. one of the
3: forerunners of the craft beer scenes in LA. So. Yeah.
0: I, I, I love it, even though he is an Ohio State fan. Yeah. You know, what am I going to say? Like, Nobody's perfect, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Actually, I have turn your... it into one. I
1: have the uh, Hello Darkness, my old oh, nice. friend. Schwartz beer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Sch- Schwartz beer. Schwartz beer. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, Hello Darkness, my old friend. It's a uh, super low ABV, very drinkable, like nutty. Yeah. Uh, like Just golf. enough malt for color, basically. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm on a... We have a, yeah, I've been keeping a few lagers on lately. Uh, I've got a lot of Oktoberfest. I have that. I have a smoked Hellas lager, which is really interesting to pair like a smoke component without having the roast present. Most mm-hmm. smoked beers that you find are stouts or porters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in a pale beer, it creates a lot of really neat like vanilla wood aromatics mm-hmm. that uh, is a lot like softer and more perfumey. Uh, if that makes sense instead of like creating a barbecue or savory component
0: i'd love to actually you know as a follow-up to this i'd love to come by and actually watch you like throwing your magic in. yeah for sure we can set set that up imagine you're running around this like Above each of these big bats and it's like Pretty they're much. And <laughs>
2: they're all they're this this spread out <laughs> here, too, so we're, like, going back and forth all day long. I just but.
0: envision, like,
1: wearing, like, a trench coat and just having, like, all these bags of different things, and you're just, like, it's just all about You're Like, a little more of this, and then over here running across, and you know, dropping something else in, and then a little something over there, and it's just, like, Making his magic no potions. one knows what the heck you're doing. <laughs> like a witch
0: doctor. Yeah, yeah. Like pretty yeah. much,
2: as... As much as there is like a lot of consistency and rigorous stuff in there like there are mornings where I'm just like I am feeling a little like weird today I might do something that I did not plan on in the last yeah. week leading up to this and just like toss something else in there like right over your yeah. Shoulder. Yeah, yeah kind been of a bad like, luck. Yeah. Well let's see how this goes and it's uh, it's been a pretty successful so far so
1: What well, I guess what's like your process from starting with like the recipe so coming up with an idea Then you gotta you know figure out the recipe and then you know kind of tie it off with a name. Like, what's kind of your process to do that?
2: Uh, I think, like with the, I'll come across weird ingredients that I or flavor combinations that from other areas, like exactly like the cocktail thing, Mm -hmm. or food is actually a big uh, source of inspiration. Um, But finding the like the, the interplay between different like uh, actual ingredients that are like a main flavor driver like a fruit or a type of hop but then trying to decide like well how do I want someone to feel when they drink this like do I want this to be uh, like a crispy like cleansing beer or does it should it be have more like presence like what's the what's the attitude of like what it should be creating or what sort of and influence you should be getting from it. And then as far as creating the recipe, that all comes sort of just through trial and error. My background is, comes from home brewing actually for the past eight or nine years, uh, like obsessively. Like I have my own uh, draft system in my kitchen and I have four beers on tap at home wow. in my kitchen and I have a fermentation ch- uh, temperature controlled chamber I only make five gallons at a time. It's okay. still pretty small s- setup wise, but I have my home equipment like dialed in from doing that from so much. And I haven't homebrewed in a long time since really being here all day. <laughs> I just imagine <laughs> but, uh, one
0: of those baseball helmets with the on each side, Throwing things in yeah, the pot right. <laughs> He's always having a beer. I still
2: do some extra wacky stuff at home that is a, a bit too... There, there are things you can get away with when you're only making five gallons of beer that I can't do when I'm making 525 gallons of beer here in a single batch. So, like, uh, extra hard to process fruit. Uh, that I'm curious how that can fit into a beer, I'll do at yeah. home. Uh, but then, uh, or other, playing around with uh, souring bacteria or wild yeast, it's more of a home project. We do have a pretty expansive sour program going on here right now. We have 50 wine barrels, two fooders, which are essentially uh, fermentation vessels that are full size like a normal tank, but they're made mm-hmm. out of oak. Um, wow. So I have a few fooder beers, I have a fooder beer on tap right now, uh, and I have another one that I'm gonna transfer out of a fooder next week. Uh, So there'll be a few more fooder beers on soon.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. It's like anything now, I mean, we're big, my wife's a big wine drinker, and I like, I actually, I enjoy beers, but after a couple, I feel bloated, so I'm always going to the scotches, and then it's the same thing with everything right now. It's, I mean, it's just anyone's taste, but whatever you really like. And I love hearing the fact that you started as a home brewer because I think that would be what we did mention on Facebook Live and things in our Facebook earlier. Is that like if you want to learn something about brewing, I mean, that's how you got your job, right? You exactly. Yeah. I mean,
3: yeah, he actually, I guess he he actually started as be... a bar back here and really? started bar backing, bartender. He was like, he kept being like, hey, I want to brew, do more brewing. I do home brewing. I'm super interested in the brewing. So we we're like, cool. We'll throw him downstairs in the brewer with our <laughs> in the brewery and see how it works out, and I guess he's doing all right. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Right. That's
0: fantastic, that really is. I mean, yeah, so then, uh, so I mean, I guess the advice you get is just get into home brewing, right, and and start working at a brewery.
2: It's definitely, I mean, there's there's like a perfect storm of a lot of things that happened to me. I, uh, and also I can't understate how much time and effort I spent on this it wasn't like a once every couple of months thing it was just all i did all day on the weekends was read uh go buy various groupings of a style of beer brew that beer at home fail miserably my homebrew wasn't good for like Four or five years.
0: Right. Uh, But it had alcohol in it.
2: I I made (laughs) my friends very happy. (laughs) I I actually was uh, having trouble like getting rid of it, so I had like I needed to constant. I wanted to keep brewing, but only have so much space. So I I'm really good friends with all my neighbors. (laughs) I everyone in my apartment building comes over and drinks beer. And it's solving a problem for me because I need space to make more beer at home. I was mainly wanting to make beer, not necessarily for consumption, but for understanding what actions, what my actions caused later at the end for the end products. And uh, also my other background is my family owned uh, for my entire life up until a few months ago, my Dad owned his own business that was a machine shop, metal fabrication business. Oh. And so that is what I grew up in my entire life. And so having some like knowledge of a commercial environment, fabrication skills, uh, like design skills, right. uh, really is, I would even say more translatable to working in a brewery than <laughs> the home experience. So I, that is like a, a very large, leg up that I had to achieve, like actually like proving that I could like, stand my ground in the brewery and like be a contributing member. That's great. Besides That's just great. on the brewing knowledge.
0: So like, I know you guys have a new, um, a new brewery coming up in the train station. There's you're a second brewery. So,
3: uh, uh, I'm gonna grab another beer if you want something. So yeah, they're expanding the brewing group basically. Wow. so the new one it's going to be called Imperial Western and it's oh wow yeah it's opening up in Union Station in downtown LA uh, they're shooting for the beginning of October so Octoberfest the goal, the goal <laughs> is the first week of October is what they're telling us oh right that's fantastic it's then, still like it's a beautiful it's the old uh, I think it's the Fred Harvey space so it used to be just like a big event room and it's like mm-hmm. so it's a historic room that they've had to do a lot of work to they've restored a lot of pieces that were kind of defunct and not working That mm-hmm. they found the old blueprints and plans for like a lot of the lighting fixtures and stuff they've had refabricated to match what it used to be and they're kind of built around the space instead of just like tearing it up and making it. Yeah, brand yeah. new a of history, yeah.
0: putting the history into it. There's yeah, a place it's, in Penn Station like that and you're, do you remember, you know the name of that place in Penn Station? No. Anybody know the name of it? No. All right. But it's really, really cool. I mean, you go in, you know, if you're in, if you got to go to Boston, or you got to go anywhere in Vermont, or anywhere in you know close out on the uh, in the uh, on the east side out, out east, I mean you they um, got this great great uh, bar there that's just got yeah. the best beers, more about Scotch and martinis there, but it's really fantastic. I think it really adds to the flavor. Of down. I mean you're hustling, you got to get to the train. It's nice to get to a place to exactly. have a
3: somewhere you can have a, a quick drink drink and a or a cocktail or beer before we, while you're waiting for the train to show up. Yep. Uh, there's actually going to be, so 213 does, I mean, they originally started doing uh, like more cocktail spirits bars, so mm-hmm. connected to the brewery is going to be, a, they have another bar called the uh, Streamliner. It's going to be more cocktail for like focused, but more like quick cocktails for the people that are like in a rush. It's not going to be like, hey, this cocktail has 20 ingredients and takes us 10 minutes to make. Oh, your train's going to be here in five minutes? Sorry. Like, it's going to be like more fast, but still, really tasty cocktails. It's going to be run by uh, Eric Elprin, who's responsible for like the varnish, which is the speakeasy down at Coles, and oh, wow. yeah, a few others. So, are you guys so,
0: staying here, or anybody going
2: over there? Or? Uh, we're cohort, yeah, yeah, we're staying here. Uh, but Devin, who was my head brewer since the opening of Arts District, is moving over uh, for head brewer of uh, Imperial Western, mm-hmm. and we hired Eric Garcia, who uh, came from Eagle Rock Brewing. Okay, uh, like amazing guy, very yeah. large member of the LA craft beer scene. Um Love really that excited to have him on board, but he was brewing with me here for the past few months and also they're producing beer now. So there may be four beers that they've brewed and uh, the two of them have moved over and Eric might be nerdier Centurine. about beer than Dave is. Yeah. So it's it's impressive. Wow. That, yeah, the two, two of us are together. just yeah. on like a feedback loop when we hang out together, and we just like could talk about just it all so day. For so for those
0: of you who want to actually learn about brewing, we're going to give away Dave's address here. Dave sees it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> come, come drink all of my homebrew. It's getting old right I'm now. I'm pretty sure if you had your
1: management team like announce that, hey, we have a home brewer in here, gives up free beer, they'll sell the place out. Ladies, um, but ladies right? night on <laughs> <laughs> and you can probably get your place rented out for free because you'll have 100% uh, filled rooms there. But uh, Bobby, I know we, we jumped in real quick and started talking all sorts of stuff. I want to step back and kind of talk more about like 213 Group, all the different places that it has, kind of the history of it, and then obviously a little more about uh, Art District Brewery and Company here and like what you guys got going on uh, here.
3: Okay, uh, yeah, 213, so it's basically it was – uh, said Moses is like the kind of the face of the two and three group. He's the main proprietor. He has partners in pretty much all of his other bars that are kind of like, part, depending on their special talents and what bars they they were looking to open. Uh, but it, I, yeah, I guess like like I said, it kind of opened, started with Golden Gopher and Broadway Bar downtown. Uh, they expanded with I don't know if it was seven grand. Maybe it was kind of like their first really big like single spirit like the big crazy whiskey bar that everybody like was like a destination for downtown for people drinking it's like oh you gotta go check out seven grand they've got all the cool whiskey cocktails and everything mm-hmm. and uh it's like they have Coles, which was one of the two there's a Argument between Coles and Philippe's, which is the originator of the French Dip sandwich.
1: Love Philippe's. Coles yeah. yeah. was <laughs>
3: opened so, in 1903, something like that. Yeah, oh, so they, uh, they yeah. took over Coles. And uh, Casey's is the Irish pub downtown. That's kind of a basement Irish yeah. pub. It's like an old school. You like you walk in, you're like, oh yeah, this is an Irish pub. Like,
1: exactly.
3: Yeah, that's kind of the home yeah. of like the big downtown uh, St. Patty's Day. It's now a block party. It used to be just their <laughs> bar, like through the sand, and it's grown, so they shut off, like two or three blocks now, I think. Oh, it's it's insane, yeah. Yeah, I, I so think it's, just... it's
0: one of my favorite. I love that bar. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah, Weird, do you like an leaders. Irish bar? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like pretty much any bar. <laughs> 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 They're all Irish once you get some Irish men in there, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, that's all it takes. A couple Irish guys in the bar, it's an Irish <laughs> yeah, bar. Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, so they got that, and they expanded. The, the seven grand was such a hit doing whiskey, they kind of expanded to the Las Perlas. It was like a agave, wet... Mescal Tequila. They do uh, Kanya, It's a rum bar that, hmm. that they do great. Like salsa nights, they have a nice like smoking uh, cigar lounge in the back. It's a really cool spot. Uh, what else is downtown now? Tony's is more of a neighborhood bar that's okay, over so in our so district Tony's as well. Too. Yeah, yeah. Tony's like a roadhouse. Yeah, yeah. Like roadhouse. Is, yeah, 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 like, yeah great like, for like shooting yeah. an old movie. Oh yeah, it's oh, a I great it. like little. Yeah dark dive, but like when you think of dive bar, like you walk into Tony's, it like, oh yeah, this is what I was thinking but of. But it's like, so well done. I yeah. mean, it's
0: not like dive bar that you would think is a dive bar. It's like it's art directed
3: beautifully. Yeah, but yeah, you walk in and it's like, it's not dirty, but it looks like, oh yeah, this is dark and I can kind of bring yeah. my friends and I'm not going to get Yeah. There's not, you're not going to have the like woo girls and college kids coming yeah, in yeah. And trying <laughs> to throw I a don't party. I think and, they would yeah. last at Tony's. Yeah. Like, so. get
0: eaten up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, And then that whole area across the street now is like growing beyond belief. oh yeah like, everything great, great shops over there uh, some great japanese designers over there it's a really nice area yeah, so the then going arts. into art district kind of you know
1: let everyone that hasn't been here know a little more about the concept what you guys got going uh, here
3: so i think what happened is they saw the the craft beer scene was kind of getting bigger they had all these other single spirits brothers, like oh let's get into the brewing scene beer scene so i i think that's when they reached out to brian lenzo who like i said he had some blue palms he's one of like the forerunners of the like, craft beer scene in, in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, to open up a brewery and get it going. And this it was actually, this is actually the first uh, production brewery in L.A. that also has a full liquor license. Oh, wow. So most breweries are Those allowed are to sell to by. beer only. Yeah, They can sell their own beer and maybe a couple of guest taps or whatever. But we actually have a full bar. So because we came from the 213, they're kind of cocktail hospitality side. Right. We're like, oh, if we're gonna do a brewery. So still has to do cocktails. So our cocktail program, we kind of like like to say that we have something for everyone here. We'll do anything from a adios to a paper plane to if you want just a beer and a shot, and that's what I drink. So <laughs> agreed. Yeah, so it's something we got wine, cider. It's kind of an all around like you. If you come here and you can't find something you want to drink, you probably aren't a drinker. Like it's,
1: okay, and then there you got food. You got, got games. food.
3: There's games like. Saturday, Sunday we open at noon, people bring in their families, kids play skee-ball, we've got some video games as well. And kids, parents, can can yeah. kids
0: come in with family? Yeah, so uh, okay.
3: it's all ages up till like 7pm-ish, then we okay. start checking IDs at the door. Uh, after seven, it's underage with parent and guardian, and then 10 p.m. Oh, we have to okay. have. When you have my, yeah, uh, after, you after 10, it's it's Sorry. 21 and up. So. so you and
1: the grandkids are going to be hanging out here a yeah. lot more. Yeah. And
0: Michael's like, you know, <laughs> Oliver'll be walking in like, hey, don't worry about it. Apparently, <laughs> ski
3: ball machines make great babysitters. The yeah. so. <laughs> <I bet, laughs> kids right. love throwing those balls and like. And they don't make it all the way up the ramp so it comes back so like one game will take them like <laughs> 30 minutes. <It's laughs> Alright, we got, a, yeah. five we got a, a, a fan
1: question here sure. for the Union Station Brewery. What's the beer selection going to be like there? Is it going to be continuation of here? Or is it's it going to have its own kind of offshoot breweries or bre- beers there?
2: Uh, as far as uh, what I know they're up to right now, um, the uh, The main uh, thing that's different about the second brewery compared to us is that the food uh, from the restaurant is more integrated into the experience. So if you, the the dining experience will be a little bit more like here, we basically have like a a food window where you order and we're making burgers, wings, nachos. Breakfast burritos. Breakfast burritos. At (laughs) Union Station, it's uh, we actually uh, hired uh, David Lentz who came from Hungry Cat to be the chef. Uh, there's going to be oysters, raw bar, a lot more seafood, the beer is going to be a little bit more geared towards matching with that experience, so um, there will be a lot of sours uh, at, eventually down the road, which uh, as far as production time takes a while for that to appear. There might actually be some Arts District sours on tap at Imperial Western when they open. To help them out with the sour beer, but uh, I know they're also making an oyster stout, which mm. is a really neat oh concept, yes. uh, To have on, I've had one of those. At,
1: um, um, I'm gonna blank on gun down in Costa Rica. Gunwell, so, uh, they have an oyster stout there. I'm pretty sure
2: Craftsman's made an oyster yeah, stout, they've right? done one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, really tasty. So, they're I know they're making an oyster stout, uh, they have. A few lagers and tanks right now. They have a Vienna lager uh, and a Mexican lager. Um, We also as two and three just created uh, basically a a side project of a juicing company to supply only our own bars. Hmm. Um, So we're getting fresh juice every day instead of having every single bar have a bar back juicing fruit all day. And um, it's allowing just a new, like, economy of scale for them to, like, supply juice every day, save the bars a lot of headache. But they're working with the juice, uh, the two and three juicery, to come up with some, like, Shandy-Radler combos to do, mm. like, uh, some juice options to add to Mexican lager or Colch uh i know they've got a crystal weizen in a tank right now so we just recently got a filter uh schwartz beer is filtered my Oktoberfest i was drinking earlier is filtered so uh it's a new toy that's fun uh that we're playing around with so they're gonna filter basically a a vice beer for crystal weizen Mm. um so as far as i know what they're doing over there that's what they've got right now sitting in tanks I don't know if they want me talking about this, either. (laughs) (laughs) No one will see this. I won't won't tell them if you you don't (laughs) dare. Nobody nobody go find, like, Devin or Eric and tell them that. We didn't tag you on anything or put it out there. we watching us right (laughs) now. You're But as far as down the road, they have a couple fooders, too. They're definitely... Focusing on uh, creating a sour program sooner than we did here at Arts Districts as a pairing with the seafood. Uh, nice, like sour beer with some oysters is a good combo. So um, that's the extent of my knowledge of what's going on over there. Cool. But <laughs> no, so you don't know anything. That's it, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know Not much. much. That's
1: that pretty much it. Perfect. Uh, so let's go. go I, was, I mean, uh, I don't know where you're at, but I know we like true crime. Yeah,
0: we do. And I think it's
1: about that time that yeah. we start talking uh, some Pro-vision. more, some more true crime.
0: So yeah, I mean, for those of you who don't uh, know me, I grew up in a white sky flower shop where uh, Dean O'Banion, the Irish gangster, was killed by Al Capone. Uh, my grandfather was his partner. Um, O'Banion worked for my uh, grandfather from about that big and uh, then when he became a big shoddy uh, uh, wise guy then he gave him laid 10 grand on the table and he said i'd love to have the upstairs bedroom as my hideaway and my front and that's why we call our company Schofield's flowers and that's what our podcast is about so we always talk about true crime and we talk about uh, we've fallen into this lifestyle uh area and we just i think beer and whiskey and any type of booze is going to be a big thing with us along with food but um, what do you guys know about uh, the two crime aspects, like, do you know about uh, King Eddies downtown and all the tunnels and everything?
3: Yeah, so I actually, I used, used to work for uh, one of the companies that owned King Eddies a few right. years back. Right. And yeah, it's pretty crazy, the tunnels under there, it's, there's, they have the doors, they're kind of collapsed, some of the tunnels, you can't really go too far in there, but the crazy, like, murals on the walls and the basement there, and they have, like... Paintings of like kegs, like old school, like giant wooden kegs with the taps on the side. And yeah, it's just it was like a little speakeasy underneath the King Edward Hotel, I guess. That...
2: Isn't that kind of blowing your cover? Like, <laughs> well, you had to get right? down there to see. <laughs>
3: yeah. I was what I was thinking yeah.
2: when I was watching uh, that uh, video on the tunnels. It's yeah. like you're, yeah. oh, you made it so far. And then she painted <laughs> that you there's a beer being served right. on the wall, <laughs> right. and yeah. I was not following that logic. But well, considering
1: I, yeah. it went yeah. to City Hall, yeah, and all the City Hall, the Hall people display. were going yeah. there, yeah. Yeah. the cops were going there, yeah. Yeah. I think Scoff knows a little bit yeah. about Spokes. dirty cops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, supposedly those tunnels <laughs> went straight to like, <laughs> City Hall, and yeah. the police chief and the mayor, apparently that's where the, that was the speakeasy they all would come down to through City Hall's just through the tunnels so nobody saw them coming in. And, that's crazy. apparently that was that's the story at least yeah
0: that's crazy I mean yeah well I don't think you know I mean as much as they wanted to get rid of booze it just caused a bigger uh, wanting for booze right right I mean back in the day yeah I mean it's like um, um, with us and, and true crime I mean it's uh, it's been pretty interesting we just did a, uh, a book release at the, the mob museum I wrote a book of short stories and I've got uh, been talking to uh, some really cool uh, publishers in New York so it looks like I'm gonna be writing a memoir about that and uh I mean any other gangster stuff you guys know about in LA Are you guys uh stay away I'm
3: pretty green time. I don't not a, I mean not a ton as far as like prohibition stuff I know like was it like San Antonio winery stayed open because yeah, yep. yeah 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 because it they made church wine yep. so that's how they were allowed to stay open <laughs> yeah it, which... it was like if you
1: I guess wine would still be able to produce for church <clears throat> but you know, like anything else, there's loopholes, and yeah, you know, so they, they're still the longest open, I think, California um, Win- winery yeah.
3: mm. because of that. Yeah, and that's just a couple couple miles down the road here. Uh, I know there was a big deal when uh, they finally reinstated this, uh, being able to open a distillery in California, which a few of them downtown in LA, we have the like, green bars right down the street, and Spirit Guild. The Spirit Guild, them, we actually, actually partner with for a beer here. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah,
1: I've actually done the tour there. We talked about it on a previous episode. I went down oh, yeah. and did the tour, um, which is kind of a cool little thing just to see it. And I had no idea that gin and vodka were that close into how they're made because I absolutely cannot stand vodka, but mm-hmm. I can enjoy gin to some degree. I'm more of a, a whiskey and, and rum drinker, right. but um, they make it out of clementines. They're the only distillery to make. Uh, vodka and gin at a clementine's and I had just straight sips of both the vodka and the gin and it was phenomenal.
2: It's pretty fantastic. (laughs) I actually don't like spend a lot of time like learning or experiencing things about spirits. I'm pretty much just like only on beer Uh, Mm -hmm. but uh, Spirit Guild stuff is actually like really refreshing and like nice to try. So what we're doing here with them, our partnership is that When they do a batch of their uh, gin they are running a distillation through botanicals Mm -hmm. and they have their own botanical blend that i think has like 20 or 25 things in it Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, a lot of sage uh, cinnamon cinnamon juniper orange peel i think there's some a lot of other wacky stuff in there that they don't really fill me in on the whole story, but we're taking the spent uh, botanicals. I get okay. a big trash bag full of like twigs and berries that have already had majority of their flavor compounds sucked out of them. And I brew an English pale ale and then soak all of this in it and it imparts like a really unique, almost like gingerbread, Mm. Christmassy, uh, juniper, snappy juniper, gingery, sagey, like herbal component to it. What's this beer called? So, uh, it's called, right now it's called Botanical Gardener. Okay. We've been getting the botanicals from them and then putting it in a few different base beers. Okay. So we'll have like Mateo, which is our golden ale, and then Botanical Mateo. Um, I wanted to design a more like uh, traditionally English base for it to fit in so it matched thematically to what we were doing um, as far as just the the origins of gin and um, it's just gives off, it's such a good Christmas beer uh, and that's actually another good uh, cocktail inspiration beer that we do here. Uh, so not
1: to get back off tr- topic yeah. of Prohibition but anyways, and all that. I I to,
2: do, I'm contributing my beer stories. But I, I
1: actually want to continue down that path. Have you ever, or do you guys ever uh, barrel-age any of your your beers here? We
2: have some barrel-age beer. We've done uh, two, uh, two releases. We did one that was just sort of in-house for friends and family, our very first one. But um, we have barrel-aged uh, Scotch Ale from High West Barrels. Mm. That was our second anniversary beer from last December. big um, fan of theirs. I still have a couple, yeah. well remind me before you guys go so I have a couple bottles floating around still. Perfect, that's the only reason we can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have also a beer coming out uh, very soon that's our Oatmeal Stout, um, mm. Velveteen Rabbit that was aged in Redemption rye barrels. Uh, It has a really neat, just like fudge and like cola flavor in it. But Mm -hmm. that's, we're uh, gonna release that soon at the bar that's sitting in bottle conditioning right now. It's called uh, Umbra Avena, Avena. We name all of our barrel releases Latin names. Got it. So Umbra, the Umbra series is all of our uh, spirit barrels stored beers and Aurora is all the wine barrel sours.
0: I thought it was just scope being an umbre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean jeez, you can have literally you could have breakfast, lunch and dinner. Just with beer. I've done it before. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's crazy. Yeah. But it's so I mean just having the different beers here today, it's just great. Um, getting back to the
1: I guess prohibition, I know a lot of the ABC laws stem from prohibition era and then obviously when it got repealed, they just kinda Yeah loosened them a little bit I I mean kind of walk through or or talk about some of the stuff that it takes to be a brewery and and the laws you gotta adhere to.
3: Uh,
2: I mean something that's really specific to us is that goes back to also what we were talking about earlier that we are able to provide a full bar with spirits we are a separate license type than what most breweries are Uh uh, which are viewed as a production facility since the product they're producing is beer, people can come in and drink it. Uh, Here, we're classified as a retail uh, facility, Mm. and because of that, we can serve liquor, but what that prohibits is us selling beer to go. Mm -hmm. So people, like, we are bottling beer, but you can't take it home. We can't fill growlers. It's for on-site consumption only. Got it. So we, because of that, Hindrance. We work with a distributor to take beer mm-hmm. um, and then they can supply it elsewhere for a sale uh, So three-tier system is basically what was was put in place that was an attempt to break up like tied houses Which was viewed as a source of like uh, from from my knowledge was viewed as a problem pre-prohibition uh, So that you have basically a middleman acting between you and the final sale point Um, what's beautiful about our license is that we can be our own sale point and we have a direct customer communication Um, but there are different roadblocks to that that people can't walk out of here with a can of beer Uh, so there's there's other things we can do like sell beer to the distributor and have Mm -hmm. people pick it up off-site that we're doing but um, yeah, and uh, it's uh, basically all I can say is that it's like a, it's exactly like what you're saying—a remnant of, I think, like a prohibition law. Right. That uh, they felt this was the correct like strategy to devise, and then it hasn't really been changed since. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah no, I'm good with that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I you have to be Skova yeah. unless you're going to go uh, yeah. campaign to change some liquor laws yeah, I don't think i would be changing <laughs> anything I'd rather drink and be happy <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, I don't really have any other questions are you, uh, Freddie, what's your thoughts anything else on true crime or anything?
1: No, I think there's lots of beer here that needs to be drinking. Yeah, so, right? We got people waiting we got to people. to drink. <laughs> we got some football on. I think oh, yeah. everyone's football ready on. to get back
0: football to uh, their Sunday. So <laughs> I do have a few updates. Guys, we could let you go, and then we could give our updates. And All right. thank yeah, you. yeah, let's Is do it. Does that mean
3: you need a refill? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, do. I
0: do, actually. Thank you. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Damon. And Thank you. Bobby, thank you, you very yeah. much. Yeah, it's for great. sure. Yeah, really knowledgeable, too. <laughs> So, um, all right, Fratty, well, we're going to wrap up here, but we do yes. have some uh, thank yous and things like that. And I, yes, that's why please. I brought, that's why I brought my, uh, my uh, computer here.
1: Well, while you're, you're getting yourself figured out, I just yep. want to say anyone that uh, needs caffeine, anyone that drinks energy drinks, drinks coffee in the morning, uh, I partnered up with a company out of Canada called Eagle Energy. It's eagle.energy. Uh, If you go to their website, use my promo code FRATTY20, 20 you're going to get 20%. It's no nicotine, no addictive, uh, inhalable caffeine pen. Uh, You take 20 consecutive puffs, and uh, you get probably one of the best uh, uh, cases of energy, all natural, ginseng, taurine, guarana, Um, so if you're into energy drinks, you drink a lot of coffee, you get up. Early in the morning, you're up late. You need a kick. Head to Eagle and use promo code Fratty for
0: 20% off all your purchases. Oh, that's good. Yes. Scamming on the side, are you? Always, always. <laughs> you don't pay me enough, right? Well, I got some uh, a few announcements. So, uh, Schofield's Flowers has just gone on its own. And uh, I have uh, um, gone on with, uh, I'm going into business with a great friend of mine that I've been friends with forever, Ed Rivera from uh, Havoc and Cortez, and Leslie's here too from uh, Havoc and with her boyfriend who's actually grew up in my wife's neighborhood. That's crazy. I can't wait to get together with you. I thought you were going to go in a
1: different direction there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? No and then uh also we have uh so thank you i'm so excited to be uh, i mean i had a very good partnership with my past company and uh rossi and uh, it went really well and i and and thank you and uh but i'm excited about this next chapter in life and uh uh we're really going to be going after original and uh you know branded content and uh ed and i uh we we're on the we were on the road for two weeks we didn't kill each other and he's a hell of a good roommate and we, Likes to sleep on the left side, I like to sleep on the right. <laughs> Just TMI. teasing. <laughs> TMI, TMI. And then, uh, so let's talk about our episodes. We've, yes. uh, and we've, uh, oh, and Gus also here, who's from your office, who's been uh, cutting out all my ums and all my you knows. It's By the like, way, when you watch our episodes, every time he says, you know, you got to drink. Yeah, yeah, go broke. Good luck, right? <laughs> What's going on with our iTunes? What's going on with all our episodes? So we're done, right? Yeah, so we're going to be
1: shortly launching all of our episodes on iTunes. So you can download our channel, download the episodes. You're in your car. You're driving around. Uh, you'll be able to catch up with the first season and then uh we'll as we start recording these new ones as you're hearing today uh there'll be a slight delay but then we'll get them up on itunes so if you're not able to watch on facebook live or on youtube uh, you can always check them out on itunes as you're driving and uh joining on the fun as you're commuting around la which we know uh can take a little bit of time
0: yeah yeah exactly and then yeah because now i'm going from sherman oaks to uh Marina Del Rey, so I got a lot of time to listen to myself. <laughs> That's right. So then, also, um, I had uh, I've written a book of short stories, as you know, and uh, we had the opening at the Mob Museum in Las Vegas. But uh, I've taken those short stories now; they're going to be audio books. They'll be on iTunes also. I'm just working with Margarita Mix, which I can't thank enough. They're uh, working on all our uh, audio and putting all the background. We're having margaritas. Yeah, yeah. And trust me, they have margaritas at five o'clock Ooh. every day. So. Yeah, so I'll be working with them and getting all the uh, ambience music and everything and uh, sound effects and everything on there. So I'm really, really excited. It came out really fantastic. I can't thank my partner, Joe Choco, who uh, wrote the uh, books with me and everything, and Kevin. So th- those are going to be out too. Uh, let's see. We got uh, our animated podcast series coming in. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you've seen Fratty's new uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram picture, but... I think the guy did a pretty good job on you. I think he. I think put- so. I did shave,
1: so I messed it up on him. Cause now I have the mustache instead of the big bushy beard. Oh yeah, beard. I just didn't notice that. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I'm I'm now a cartoon. So <laughs> you are. Get ready. So uh, watch out, Beavis and Butthead. Here we come. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so stay tuned. We'll uh, start taking these episodes after record them and put them into an animated uh, episode version. So. Uh, We'll get those up on Facebook and YouTube and uh, some other places that I think Scope's about to talk about, too.
0: Yeah, so now uh, we've just uh, carved out our own channel. So uh, within the next week, we're going to be having... uh, I saw Gary uh, Vandercheck announce that he's on Roku, and I was like, damn it, I wanted to get ahead of the guy. He beat us. He beat us, but I mean, he's one of my idols. I love that guy. I mean, he's so positive, and he's such a good... Uh, presenter and everything so uh, congrats Gary but uh, yeah we're going to be on uh, Roku and on Fire TV and that'll be uh, be out in the next uh, couple weeks and then uh, we encourage anybody that likes our show to send in any type of uh, comedy um, things that they've shot short films we'll take a look at everything I mean and then uh, we'll make a decision to put it on the channel and categorize it absolutely Um, I've uh, had Jeffrey Plansker I had a drink with him Uh, we've done a show at his place called The Bloke And Which is fantastic if you want to learn Episode 7, Season 1. Whoa, that's pretty good. I couldn't even begin to remember that. But anyways, that's my age, I guess. (laughs) Wait, what's your name again? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. One more beer and I'll tell you later. Okay. But, uh, so, uh, Fratty's, you know, uh, I can't tell you. I was over at Jeffrey's place at the Bloke. And uh, it just gets better every time I walk in the place. You know, it's got fantastic... uh, clothing and little tie clips and everything so I'm talking to me he did this series called jalopy hour Mm -hmm. and he never really I mean it was out on his website and things but he says listen I'd love to get out there so let's get it up there so we're going to have jalopy hour on our site or on our channel and then I've had several comedians reach out to us and uh... They're interested, so we got to look through it and filter it and make sure it's a, you know good comedy. Absolutely. And then there I go with you know so there's two you know so there's two drinks for somebody. <laughs> yes. exactly. And then uh, Scope, real quick, any any artists out there, comedians that want to get their their
1: content on our channel, where should they send their submissions to?
0: I would just tell them to reach out to us on our uh, at Schofield S C O F at Schofieldsflowers or Friday. Friday
1: with two T's and a Y at SchofieldsFlowers.com. Happy to take a look and uh, get you up there and get out to our viewership so you can
0: be the next uh, YouTube star. Yep, yep, and then uh, next thing is, is that our next episode, I'm pretty excited about. We're gonna have Chef underscore Quaz. He's got over 40,000 followers. Every time he jumps on uh, Instagram, he sings to his food as he's, Mm. well, he actually plays Food in, the, uh, food in the background. Wine, <laughs> food in the background <laughs> while he uh, yeah. makes some music. Is yeah. that how it is? Yes, exactly. So he actually, um, he sings, uh, he has music in the background yep. and he sings to his food. Like, okay. come on, baby. Okay. And uh, we just had him over at the house and uh, he didn't cook for us. We actually went out to dinner, but I can't tell you. When you look at his food, it's just fantastic. So and I'm he's super excited. he's the chef
1: of the celebrities, is he not?
0: Yep, he's been doing several
1: uh, different big rappers.